0: Upgrade your mind and reclaim your life. Let's get into it. Welcome back to Beyond the Body. I'm your host, Christina Slater, and today we're going to be talking about overthinking and how to become more decisive by simplifying your obstacles. Now, this one is super powerful and important to me because my word of the year for 2022 was decisive. So every year, instead of setting a New Year's resolution, I like to set a word for the year and how I pick that word is by reflecting on the previous year and thinking about what attributes I need to embody in the coming year to make that year better. And I felt like in 2021, there was a lot of time and energy wasted on my end in my life due to overthinking. So I'm going to be explaining some of the concepts that I really had to acknowledge and become aware of in myself and in my life in order to overcome that and become a more decisive person. So let's get into it and let's start off with a question. Would you identify as an overthinker or as someone who is indecisive? Now, being indecisive and overthinking is often a protection mechanism and it can be a form of self-sabotage. However, the opposite of overthinking, which would be compulsive, that can also be a form of self-sabotage. So likely you will kind of fall on one end of the spectrum. So for those of you who are overthinkers, this will totally resonate with you. When you think about how often we can get caught up in worrying and getting those anxious thoughts and even shaming ourselves for certain actions... If you are an overthinker, you've probably done something, no matter how minute that thing might be, and then repeated it on your brain on overdrive for hours and hours and sometimes days and days, maybe even weeks, just going over that scenario in your head and beating yourself up about it when it really makes no difference in the grand scheme of your life. That is something that I used to do, and I would waste so much energy. I would get very mentally drained just from repeating scenarios over and over in my head and like beating myself up about what went down. Another one I would do is when I had to make a tough decision, I would keep fighting myself whether or not I should do it when I knew that that was the decision I needed to make. But yet I kept going back and forth and back and forth for, again, days or weeks, draining myself of energy when that energy could be put towards something more productive. And this concept of overthinking, it's addicting. And we don't even realize how addicted to it we are until we try to break free of it. And we identify it as it. Most of you who are listening, you will have either said like, yep, that is absolutely me. I am totally an overthinker or you're simply not. And that's okay too. But if you are an overthinker, you likely identify it with it, just like you would with your horoscope, you know? And when you identify A certain way or with a certain thing, it is very challenging to act against that identity. So if you can improve your decisiveness, you're also going to improve your productivity. And if you can become a more productive person, that's going to mean that you are more inclined to take actions, which is going to get you into that momentum. Now, a lot of people struggle with that step because when you do fall into that slump, whether we're talking about fitness or any other aspect. Getting started is always the hardest part because there's that lack of momentum. Okay. So as soon as our productivity increases, so is our momentum. And if we can keep that momentum going, our progress is also going to accelerate, which means we're going to get better results. And when we're getting better results, we are happier people. When we are doing our best, we are feeling our best. And ultimately, that is going to lead to more fulfillment in your life. And really, that's the ultimate goal of what we are all going for. Now, something else that I used to fall victim to doing was getting so caught up in the future, whether it was worrying about things that were coming up or planning out my life, that I would literally forget to do what I actually needed to do today to get me closer to that future that I was planning for or even worrying about. And so I spent so much time in my head in an imagined future that wasn't even existing yet that I was wasting the present time. And that's what happens to a lot of us as we spend so much time and energy thinking about tomorrow that we have no energy left to actually do what we need to do today. And that cycle continues to repeat. And if you are like me, not only was I an overthinker, but I also used to be a perfectionist. And a lot of that overthinking stemmed from the fact that like, I can't do this unless it's perfect. I have to have all of these tools in place. I have to have all the education. I have to have everything set up and ready to go. And that massively held me back. One of the best things I have done for myself and everyone in my life was let go of those perfectionistic tendencies. Being diligent and detail-oriented, I personally think is an amazing quality. But personally, I think that being a perfectionist is very, very harmful. And I think that's why most perfectionists, most don't really make it to that maximally elite level in life because they're too busy trying to stay perfect and they just don't take action. And while you are sitting there beating yourself up about trying to make everything be exactly perfect, another person is flying in momentum, way surpassing you because you're too busy being caught up in your head. A lot of us have anxiety around the future, but it's often because we are overcomplicating things in our mind. So if you're someone who does get anxious about the future, about what is coming up, we want to direct our attention to the very next step. Instead of trying to look up the top of the mountain, up to the very top of that ladder, just look at that very next step. We are often worrying about the future, about things that haven't even happened yet, but yet we're looking at the past for answers. A lot of the time I've been chatting with clients about their mindset work And they're saying things like, well, I used to do this and I used to do this. How can I do this in the future? But if you are working towards something that you have never yet achieved, why the hell would you be looking back at the past? You simply want to look forward one step at a time because that is all progress is. It's problem solving. Here's the problem. Here's a solution. Maybe it's not the perfect solution, but here is a solution. Let's let's execute it. And then let's reevaluate it because maybe we can improve that solution the next time around. But if we don't implement that solution and try it, we're never going to make it to that next step. Something we talk a lot about at Cut and Conquer Fitness and with our clients is not being afraid of our problems, not being afraid of our obstacles, not being afraid of our weaknesses and not shying away from those things because they're going to happen and they're real and they're there. Okay. But we need to make a plan of action so that we can do something about it. We don't want to attach a negative connotation to problems or to failures because those things are not bad. They're they're not bad at all. They are an essential part of growth. And when you have a problem pop up in your life, don't look at it as something bad. Just simply let it be and let it be something to solve. Of course, there's going to be things that happen and you're like, shit, this is not what I wanted to deal with today. That's the reality of it. But we simply want to objectively look at that problem and see it as something to solve because there is always a solution for every single problem. The reason why we screw up, the reason why we fall off track, the reason why we skip our workouts and why we beat ourselves up about relationship problems and communication and things at work is not because we don't have the information to solve it. It's because we let our subconscious feelings get in the way we don't do it because not because we don't know how but because we don't feel like doing it. We get upset. We get we get anxious, we get triggered and that impacts the actions that we take. So we want to keep working on developing our awareness to look for solutions. We want to simplify things. So for example, let's say Um, It's the evening. You're sitting down to watch some Netflix and you have a craving. You really want some chips. You really want some ice cream, whatever it is. Okay. The problem is that you're having a craving. Okay. So we're going to call it a problem, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's something to become aware of. Now that we've addressed it, we can look for those solutions instead of beating ourselves up and going, oh my God, I'm supposed to be on my meal plan. And now I'm having a craving. I'm the worst person in the world. If if that's what your self-talk is saying to you, you're probably going to give in to that craving, okay? So we want to just simply identify the problem and then identify the solutions. What could we do? We can look at all of them. You could eat some candy. You could grab something quick from the pantry. You could stand in the pantry and eat in the pantry. You could order skip the dishes. You could have a pre-portioned snack ready. You could simply refrain from giving into to the craving. You could drink some water. You could have a full meal. There's a ton of solutions. Now we simply need to pick the solution that we want to implement. Now that's a a step that a lot of people skip because they go, oh my God, I'm having a craving and I'm feeling this way and now I'm going to act based on my feelings. Okay. We don't have to act based on how we are feeling. So once that solution is implemented, now we can just reevaluate it. Was that solution a vote for the person you're trying to become or against the person you're trying to become because everything you do is either going to take you forward towards your goals or backwards away from your goals. And you can even ask yourself that before you implement that solution. And that's something that I do very often. Um, We did a binge eating workshop several weeks back. For those of you who know me, you know I used to struggle with binge eating. And sometimes when I still do have those urges, I simply ask myself, um, I say, is this an urge to binge eat or is this an opportunity to improve? And sometimes I have to ask myself that multiple times before I implement the correct solution. So let's say you implement a solution. It's a vote for the person you're trying to become. Okay, awesome. Amazing. You are on the right path and you just grew. Let's say you didn't. Okay. You took a vote against the person you're trying to become. Well, now you know you need to use a different solution next time. Okay. Yes, let's say it's a failure, but again, a failure isn't bad because we can learn from them. We don't have to hold on to guilt. We don't have to hold on to shame, but we do have to hold ourselves accountable because if we just keep repeating these same behaviors that are hurting us, that are taking us away from our goals, and that are not allowing us to grow into that person that we want to be, then we definitely can't complain about staying stuck. Because you're obviously going to stay stuck if you keep doing the same things and thinking something different is going to happen. So we have to have that awareness to hold ourselves to a higher standard the next problem that arises, okay? Again, the key is awareness, awareness of your thought, awareness of your problems, awareness of your strengths, and awareness of your weaknesses. We don't want to shy away from those problems. We don't want to pretend they don't exist. That is not going to help with anything. And if you do keep ignoring your problems they're going to boil over. They're going to eat you up inside and end up in either a massive self-sabotage or they're going to spill over and pop out in other aspects of your life, which is super unfair to you and to the other people in your life as well. So let's get into a little bit of tactical advice. We want to make sure we have a vision. I've really been driving this home with my clients lately. So if you're a client, you're probably like, Christina, we get it. (laughs) But unless you have an explicitly clear vision, you don't get it. Because a vision is so imperative. It's so important. And sometimes people um, neglect from setting a vision because they're like, I don't really know what I want. That's okay. That's okay. Start with something that you are just naturally inclined towards. And you can change your vision over time. But you have to have one if you want to be successful. Because that vision is going to help you and your coach, if you're if you're working with a coach, um, which you should be. If you're not, I hope that is like a myth where like you think you need don't need help with your fitness goals because you do. <laughs> um, so, if you don't have a vision, you're not going to be able to set proper goals that are going to help you get there and reach those milestones that are going to be essential to take you on the path to your vision. And when you have the proper goals, you're going to be able to come up with the actions you need to take that are going to help you achieve those goals. And then it's gonna be really easy to figure out who you need to be and who you need to show up as in life to get those actions done to execute so that you do achieve those goals. And once you're on that path, it's super easy to set those daily intentions instead of just going through life willy nilly based on how you feel today. Because most of us don't feel that fucking good every day, okay? A lot of us do. Thankfully, I feel good most days. And I know a lot of my clients feel good most days, but we do have bad days. And if we just, throw in the towel because we're having a bad day, you're not going to make it. Another thing I want to emphasize is awareness of thought. Okay, you are not your thoughts, you're the observer, but your thoughts can and do completely change your reality and your life, okay? So we don't want to judge ourselves for our thoughts. We simply want to recognize, are these thoughts serving me or are they not? Because if you are not aware of your thoughts, You have no control over them. And often we have this negative self talk, we're beating ourselves up. And the problem is essentially we can't stop thinking about things that we don't want to think about. And it's not that we're not using our mind correctly, it's that we're simply not using it at all. We have no awareness. So until we become aware of that, we're going to be stuck on our current thought pattern and we're not going to be able to grow next thing we want to do, and Brittany and I were discussing this in a previous episode, but we want to identify our triggers. And I know this one is challenging. It does require you to be vulnerable with yourself. It does require you to be honest with yourself. And it's not necessarily a fun experience. You do have to put your ego aside. But if you can identify your triggers you are going to help yourself way more than anyone else. Yes, you're going to help other people by not getting triggered at them because most of the time our triggers come up from things that happen based on the actions of other people in our life. Not always, but often. So for you, you want to do this for you. And it's, yes, it's going to improve your relationships, but it's going to improve you as a human being. And I bet you right now, if you are brave enough and honest enough to be vulnerable with yourself, you can identify probably at least three triggers that set you off triggers that make your ego go off off, that trigger your inner child and just make logic fly out the window because i still have those i used to have a lot of them and they used to get triggered on the daily um but it sucked when i had to become aware of them (laughs) because i didn't i wanted to pretend that i was perfect but identifying those things has helped me so much because now when that trigger presents itself in my life i have the awareness to go hey This is something that has previously triggered me in the past. That is the problem. Now, I know that I can get triggered and use that as my potential solution. That's really not going to solve anything. Or I can choose to implement something else. Because typically, when that trigger happens, we do not even take the time to think about that. Logic is gone. And we're immediately into that emotional state. Identifying your triggers is scary. It's uncomfortable. And... It's going to take practice. The first time that you've identified it and that trigger pops up, it's unlikely you're going to magically succeed in eliminating it. But it does take practice. And if you don't succeed the first time, keep practicing, keep trying. The fact that you even recognize it, the fact that you're even brave enough to go like, "Hey, this is a trigger for me," is huge, okay? Because understanding that we do have certain triggers is going to allow us to simplify them. It's going to allow us to make clearer decisions and become more self-aware. Now, simplifying your life is not about pretending you don't have any problems. It's not about being delusionally optimistic or pretending that you are happy all the time. We want to feel all of our feelings. Um, We don't want to let those feelings consume you. And we don't want to refrain from taking essential actions that we know are going to serve us because we are feeling a certain way based on a trigger. Indecision and overthinking not only creates like frustration and anxiety in your own mind, but it also can confuse your subconscious mind about what you want because that's what you're focusing on. That's what you're repeating. That's what you're constantly cycling through your brain. And that's why it's also important to make the choices that are in accordance with your true vision and your true overall purpose and not just how you feel that day. So ask yourself right now, the way you've been living, the way you lived last week, think about your previous week. Is what you've been doing getting you closer to or farther from your vision? I'm going to let that sink in. Is what you've been doing for the past week getting you closer or farther from your vision? If you put your life on fast forward and repeated today 100 times over, where would you be? Would you be 100 times closer to your goals or would you be 100 times farther away? If you'd be 100 times farther away, you need to reevaluate. You should after this podcast, you should sit down and you should clearly identify your vision. You should identify your goals and you should hire a coach to help you get there. Because saying, oh, I'm going to improve tomorrow. Oh, I'm going to get better next week. Like, sure, that's great, but you're not going to do it. If you're someone who says, oh, I'm going to start tomorrow. Good fucking luck. I'll see you next year when you're a year behind where you could be. And you finally decided it's time to change. If that's you, you're not ready to face your problems yet. And that's okay. But that is what is holding you back. It's challenging to work through problems in your own head because you're trying to diagnose the issue from inside. And sometimes you need that outside perspective. And if you don't think you do, then why haven't you changed yet? So we want to eliminate that gray area. We want to be able to objectively identify the problem, not be afraid to ask for help, not be afraid to face our obstacles head on, not be afraid to become aware of who we are, our weaknesses, our triggers, and our strengths so that we can implement a solution that is in favor of the person we're working to become. We then execute and then reevaluate everything. And repeating that process over and over in your life, no matter how messy it gets, no matter how many times you do mess up, is going to help you so much. You are going to save so much time so much mental and physical energy by reducing your own indecision. So that is it. That is all for today's episode. If you got value, make sure you take a screenshot, share it to your Instagram story, tag me at Nyfina. And if you're feeling super generous, make sure you tap a five-star review, give us a rating. We'd really, really appreciate that. And I'll see you guys in the next episode.